All right, it's me again, Harley Quinn, and I am here to talk about this new podcast that I'm on. Oh my goodness, because I don't know if you saw my movie Birds of Prey, but it was great. Dear Diary, uh, it is me, Harley Quinn. Wait, no, I'm Harley Quinn. What are you doing? I'm the Harley Quinn. No, 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 no. I'm Harley Quinn. What are you doing? I'm... This no. is my podcast. No, because I was I came into this podcast so that no, I could just... The last thing Mr. J said to me was, this studio is going to be where you have your podcast. Don't you talk about Mr. J to me, okay? I will sick my hyena on you. Besides, I'm I... talking about the Mr. J that didn't win an Oscar this week. Are you talking about the Mr. J that did... I love that, Mr. J. I wish he was my boyfriend because he's well, how would got you like issues. like a mallet to the head? Because, honey, this is my podcast. Look, I can't do any of the other characters because she's the I'm the only white one, and it would be racist. All right, this isn't working. Yeah, this isn't working. We, we can't do at any... the top of the show that I was going to be Harley Quinn. I know, but I can't. All the other ones, I felt there was like. Pro- it would be problematic if I did You just anything. didn't like my Harley Quinn impression. Well, I'm sorry, you know. It's sometimes you have to do what's good for the podcast. Oh, let's just start the <laughs> motherfucking podcast. Hello, everybody, and this is episode 119 of Comic Book Queers. Uh, I'm your host, Evil Jeff, and the person I was just getting into a fight with is your other host, Brett. All hail the Joker. Uh, um, we, a movie came out this uh, past weekend called Birds of Prey, and we both saw it, and we have a lot of opinions. A lot of opinions! And uh, especially, I have a lot of opinions on the Joker's role in that movie. And I think that might be a good segue into some... What are you gonna pick? Oh, hot topics! Yeah, let's get into them. Oscars! A lot of people won Oscars that night. Could you imagine winning an Oscar and then going to a party? Like, holding your Oscar? I could. So I edit for a living... And oh I was watching God. the Oscars last night, and then someone, I was like, if I won an Oscar, and someone was like, what would you win an Oscar for? And I just was like, Film editing? Yeah, editing. And then he was like, is that a category? And I was like, get out. Yes, you fuck. What are That's you actually, doing here? That was a surprise category that I got right on my Oscar pool. I was like, right before they announced it, I was like, fuck, why did I pick Ford versus Ferrari for film editing? And it won. I was like, oh, that's why. Um, wait, that is what won film Ford yeah. versus Ferrari. This is, I was making jokes about ni- uh, 1917. I'm like, what'd you do? Just drag the timeline down? Because <laughs> it's like one take. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm real, real mad that 1917 won visual effects over Endgame. Are you fucking yeah, kidding me? Yeah, I wanted me? Endgame too. But 1917, that was like... Uh, I mean, I love that movie, don't get me wrong. But visual effects, yes. come the fuck on. I know, I know. I think if 1917 wasn't there and it was just all action movies, which it usually is just action movies, 
like the Matrix's one. Like, didn't Black Panther win for best visual effects? Probably something, maybe. Who knows? Oof, I don't remember. I love 1917. It was one of my favorite movies of the year. I've seen it twice in the theater. I'm not attacking this movie. I love it. But the whole thing is that it's basically three continue. It's one continuous shot. But when you're savvy enough, like a film editor, to notice the cut points, the potential cut points. You're like, okay, this is like three to five takes. Yeah. All right, three to five shots. It's part where there's like a blast or they go through a door or it goes to black. Yeah, like but they that, go through or a like shadow. They, they, walk, they walk behind a column, which is in the foreground. Yeah. But the, the point of that is that the actors are – it's like a play. Like, <laughs> the actors are like walking along the road, talking. Yeah, like, I know there's burning buildings and weaponry and stuff, but – Avengers Endgame. Yeah. But has like armies coming out of spaceships. Yeah. And it and looks good. Yeah. yeah. Stupid. Um, no, I agree. That movie stupid. is on another level. It's on another level. It's stupid. Accepted. Stupid. Yeah. Suicide Squad has got some sort of Oscar, but Endgame doesn't? Okay. <laughs> That's not a world I want to live in. But that's what I don't I'm saying, know about you. Because they didn't have, like, Suicide Squad didn't have, like, a movie like 1917 the same year. Up against it. Yeah. Yeah, they felt so bad they weren't going to pick it for Best Picture that they gave it Best Visual Effects it's because really, yeah. of Parasite Endgame suffered. But that's okay because Parasite's Well, best. that's the thing. Last week we'd said in the podcast, I was like, I want Parasite to win everything, but it'll never happen. I was like, it will never happen. Guys, Amazing. it happened. You I guys. Am... And this is the thing. For the Emmys, like, I never get what I want. The thing that I think is the best show and the thing that I think is the best movie are never either even nominated or if they are nominated, they don't win. And this year, Fleabag won all the Emmys and Parasite won all the Oscars. Why? Now, I, I said this out loud during... I was like, why is this happening? And someone just told me that, like, my opinions... I'm getting old now, and that my opinions are now just, like, more mainstream. And then I, like, slapped the person in the face. Did you slap that person in the face? I did. Because I feel this is a turning point for the Oscars. This oh, is the first is. time... A foreign film has ever won Best Screenplay. A foreign film has ever won Best Director. A foreign film has ever won Best Picture. Like... What? What? Listen, it won. First of all, it's not foreign film anymore. Oh, and a best now, international film, which I love. I love There's that. a lot of symbolism there, yes. and that's important. I love that. Yeah, because it's basically saying this isn't. It's for us too. It's just international. It's not it's, like foreign makes it like oh, this is the thing these other people make. That why would we look at that? Hey, everybody, we live on a planet. Okay. The sooner everyone realizes we live on a fucking planet, the better off we're all going to be. But uh, I feel sorry now for people that watch it now. I can't imagine going into this being like, "Oh, I all know. right, this is the, the best okay. movie everyone thought." And okay, this is that was Parasite. Okay, you know what I yeah. mean. I want. I wondered like it's that danger of. Although I knew going in, it it was the one of the only movies to ever win unanimously the Palme d'Or. I don't. When's the last time a movie that won the Palme d'Or won Best Picture? Has oh, that God. ever happened before? What am, I, what am I, a calculator? I, don't I have think that, but no idea. But I don't idea. think that's happened before. It's amazing. I, and and I love that this was the upset because all of the acting ones were locks and were boring. 
so boring. That's a, that's a thing. Like, you need to change it up, Academy, because you've got 27 award shows before you. So you cannot fucking pick the same fucking people that are winning every fucking award. Uh, yeah, let's talk about the speeches for a second. Um, did you like any of the speeches, or are you um, one of those people like just thank people and get the fuck off the stage? I no, I like I'm always down for like a poignant moment. I'm always down for an emotional connection for yeah. a story. That said, I. The stories of these people didn't come out in their speeches, except for Laura Dern, I feel like. I love Laura Dern, because she talked about but her she, mom, she, Diane Lane. Her parents, yeah. yes. Because you know her first Oscar nomination was in a movie with her mom, where her mom was Yeah, Ramblin' movie. Rose. Yeah. My God. Uh, um, and, uh, but I was, Renee Zellweger's speech was, she was like, I was like, are you, stop acting, are you still Judy Can Garland? you shut the fuck up? I know. Um, and I imagine she probably is. And she's probably taking so many drugs. Freaking out over Joaquin Phoenix's speech. I hated Fre- it. It was rambling. It was rambling, Rose. and it was all like very vegan y. <laughs> Talk about rambling Rose. It was very vegan y. It was like, and well, animals have rights. And I, I was like, I oh, feel like, shut up. So I work in the field of speeches and speech writing and storytelling and all of that. And I feel like what he was going for was. Um, we all have to change fundamentally. We have to change in so many different ways um, in uh, our relationship to diversity and gatekeeping and uh, climate change and um, um, women and like whatever it is. So he I, like the crux of his speech was like, we all have to change a lot and change is hard. And then I thought the vegan stuff was like, for example, you know? Yeah. Fine, but I he I lost it was me mo- at that. more coherent. At that. I was like eating a chicken sandwich, so I was like, mm. you know what? I <laughs> I was actually sucking on a live chicken. <laughs> he, <laughs> I snapped a chicken's neck right while he said it. I do feel like he was tr- he was gonna. I feel like he was trying to work up the courage to say something else, but didn't go there, and he wound up um kind of dancing around it instead. Mm-hmm. And then he got to the brother, which wound up being too much, and he had to evacuate. Wait, what do you mean it was too much? He he quoted River. Yeah, and, but what do you mean that was too much? But he immediately spun around. Like, he did not give a graceful dismount to that speech. Oh, okay. He, yeah, yeah, he no, kind I of, agree. like, blurted out that line and spun yeah. around and walked away. Because yeah, I felt I like he was about to lose his mind. Yeah. I think, um, do you think Rooney Mara being his, are they married or engaged or whatever? Oh, I was wondering. I didn't even do know they were together. Do you think that, the, yeah, oh, they're together. And of course, when you hear that they're together, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. But do you, I, I think wonder Joaquin Phoenix is very, yeah, no, because they're both Cause like, they're both so pro, like damaged people. They're yeah, like, method. Yeah. Thank you. I don't mean they're bad. They're just so fucking Did deep you hear and weird. When she was nominated for an Oscar for Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. When she lost, they said she had at the commercial break had to run into the bathroom and sob. Even though there was she was, there was like there was no she wasn't going to win. Like no one thought she was going to win. Right. I think like, um, grip girl. I think everyone can agree that Rudy Mara and Joaquin Phoenix are probably a lot. I know they're probably that couple where it's just like, oh god, right, Joaquin go. and Rooney are here. I guess we can't play charades now because there's going to be a yeah. fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like that couple. You're like, they change the entire dynamic whenever they show up. Like, or a couple. Everybody's drinking, and then suddenly Rooney's just like, 
like looks at Joaquin. She's like, "What did that mean?" And then everyone's like, "Oh fuck!" Yes, yes, that (laughs) couple. We all know that couple. (laughs) Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, uh, Speeches that were. uh, I I'm trying to think of the speeches that were good. Um, I think Bong Joon-ho, my favorite moment of him is when his writing partner was giving a speech. You just saw him in the background, just like looking at the Oscar in amazement and mm-hmm. then smiling like he couldn't believe so that it cute. was happening. I, yeah. oh! um, I'm really, really happy for the screenplay winners. Th- those are the, the two that I... is an I, Oscar oh. winner now. Jojo, like I, like I said, Jojo Rabbit's my favorite movie of the year. Like, it, it, it's not. You know what? It's not my favorite movie of the year. It's my favorite story of the yes, year. And yes. so, it winning screenplay, perfect, perfect, perfect. The couple that went home really depressed: Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach. And Noah, yeah, they didn't get anything. Well, they did get oh. Laura. They got Laura Dern. And they got uh, costumes. Costume design. That's the most sexist fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. I know. But that's the thing. Hey, ladies. If your dresses, Oscar. If it's, if it's big dresses, that wins. Big dresses win. always wins. Oh, I, I picked that on my pool, too? Yeah. Got, got that right. And then let's talk about the format. The no host thing. And also, there's all the jokes about, like, Parasite won, even there was no host. Like, whatever. Um... The host, the no host thing is not working. The no host thing, I think, works from a show flow standpoint if they're trying to reduce time. But they're not. They're having random people of color standing not even half the time on stage, but in weird places where it's like you're not. Hey, hey, uh, up and coming Latino actor, go stand in the corner on the in the aisle and introduce the next presenter. It yeah. was very weird. The, I did the, not like it. I don't think it's the no host that's not working. It's the ideas that are trying to fill the vacuum of no host that's not working. But they just, why didn't they just have someone go here, like an announcer voice, just go, here's Natalie Portman and, and uh, what's yeah. his name? Chalamet. What's his first yeah, name? Yeah, just to uh, Timothy. <laughs> Timothy just Chalamet. To, yeah. Who looked like he just came from playing Kaniki in some sort of LA community <laughs> theater production of Grease. No, just do a voice of God. Just do a VOG that's like, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the this Oscars gentlemen, because that's binary. Long. Don't. It was long. When I first of all, the introductions for the introducers ridiculous to showcase this like new vibrant talent, which is what you're talking about, like the guy from In the Heights and the guy yeah, from 1917 yeah. and Zazie Beats and. Do you that remember the eighties? Do you remember the eighties number where it was like Ricky Lake Rob Lowe. and and Chad Lowe and all no. of these ba- and it was like and Lucille Ball introduced it and it was like these are the people that are going to win Oscars for, for tomorrow and it was like yeah nobody <laughs> wants to see new talent like nobody wants to see up and coming assholes on the Oscars we want to see Leo we, Brad like we, we want to see like this the the legends and. We want to see a host. The host is a draw. Like, make no mistake, if you're not going to do edgy, interest, edgy, oh my God. If you're going to do interesting, engaging programming, then you need a host that's going to be a draw. And here's what it is. No one's watching this. Know who it needs to be. And I don't know if she's a draw. I want it to be Maya Rudolph. Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig, I'm watching them the whole time going, why didn't 
they just host. Well, here's my thing, though. I'm sick of, like, we can't have a woman host by herself, so we have to have them in pairs. Like Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Or when it was uh, Sandra Oh, they had to put her with... Uh, the the uh, Andy Samberg. Jim. I was like, oh yeah. So I'm like, just let a let one of them have Hathaway it. and Franco. Wig, yeah, Kristen Wiig. Or and then it's unless it's and then it's like Ellen hosted it by herself. Whoopi hosted it by herself. Those are the fuck only Ellen. two women. But fuck them. I, Kristen Wiig would be the best goddamn solo host. Yeah, give it to I one lo- of them. I love her so much. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's, she's so good. Although even when Julia Louis Dreyfus and Will Ferrell, yeah. they were amazing too. But you know who would be a great host? Yeah. Me. <laughs> you are a host of your disease. Um, that, <laughs> of my par- of my parasite. Parasite. Um, and now we're full bringing circle. Bringing it back. That's one of my favorite Jeff Ross jokes during the James Franco <laughs> roast. He was just like, he's like, oh, the Oscars. You were worst host than the AIDS monkey. <laughs> like, anyway, the last thing I want to talk about the Oscars um, is. The opening number, I feel, is up there with the Rob Lowe Snow White massacre. I felt it was that I, bad. I felt well, it was that bad. Did you feel it was bad? I felt it was really bad. I felt it was bad in the opening seconds where they gave her a lot of logistical things to do. Like, take off your jacket, put on your sweater, put on your shoes. Like, that ruined everything. Yeah. That right there, like yeah. all of that stage direction at the top where she fucked up the timing because she couldn't get her sleeve down. Like, what a ridiculous thing to ask her to do. And then I thought like, Janelle Monet did the best she can do. Of under course. It, it's not it had nothing to do with Janelle Monet. Although her going to the audience and forcing poorly, the celebrity to written. sing. No, it's always oh, bad when you're going into the artist and attacking celebrities, making them be part yes. of the opening number. No, you no. have nothing if you're doing that. You have nothing else to do. And, and it's having so sad. dancing Ooh. midsummers and dolomites. Who, Whoever who conceived saw that, that whole thing. and was like, okay. Like, it was a, a fine disaster. idea on paper. It was but... not, but that's the thing, it's not. Who, how do you have on the paper, and there's a bunch of dancing Midsummer's Dolomites, Oh, I think it's hilarious. I think that you're working awful. late. It's last minute. The, it's, the deadline is in two days. And you're like, okay, you know what? I have this idea about Midsummer. We're just going to go with it. We're going to yes and it. It's great. It's going to be good. And then I, you just didn't consider your audience, your staging, your direction, the timing, all of it. Horrible. Horrible. Can I? But Janelle Monet did her best. I'm going to drop a little bit of gossip. And I don't. Ooh, yeah. I, might LA. Get in, I might get in trouble. But LA. I recently was on a sh- on set this week with Bruce Valanche. Oh, who's not, oh, who famously has written? Oh my god, a list gay. He, he's written for like 20, 30 of the no. Like, tw- uh, so yeah, she knows Oscars. how to write. She knows how to write. But since this new host thing, I was like, "Oh, are you writing for the Oscars?" And he's like, "Hmm." I was like, "What does that mean?" He's like, "Technically, no." And I was like, what do you mean technically no? And he's like, well, they only want fresh faces. He's like, but I did just get a call the other day asking me to, to come save in it. and basically look over some it. things. Yeah. And I think that's oh, yeah. basically they're like, this is the best. Could you, this could is you garbage. please look at this? This is garbage. Fix it. Yeah, absolutely correct. Absolutely. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's garbage. Get me fucking in there. This is what I do for a living. I fucking write the run of show for events. Like, just get me in there. 
And also, just to preview, so just don't remind me in case I forget, I have some inside I have some inside gossip on Birds of Prey too, because I know someone who worked on the movie, and there's some shit that's going to All right, let's get there. Let's get there. But first of all, um, before we talk about Harley Quinn, I want to celebrate another female hero, and that's the Scarlet Witch. Did you see that fucking Disney Plus Marvel MCU footage at the Super Bowl? Um, I didn't. I did not watch anything Super Bowl, so I went back and tried. Oh, to Oh, I saw it the, live. I saw the commercial. I went back and like watched the the Scarlet oh, Witch. Oh, I screamed! I screamed! I watched it live and I screamed. All right. Well, Brett, do you want to take us through it? Oh. Yes, I do. Okay. So I'm sitting on a chair. Not and... you. The damn commercial. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um. All of a sudden, MCU-looking stuff comes on. We see Falcon and the Snowman clips giving way to more WandaVision clips than I thought anyone expected, which then added a Loki button at the end. Yeah. And the thing I think nobody's talking about is that Loki feels directly connected to WandaVision, and nobody's talking about this. Yeah. And do you know who – did you hear the new star they announced for Loki? Oh, trans? What? Trans actor? No, I said no. Who they added? There's just, no, just the star they oh. added. They weren't. Oh, but trans. there's a trans. No, there's a, there's a trans actor that's going to be in Loki. Oh, I love that. Playing the first MCU trans character. Oh, great. Sarah. Is it, is it a is it an, an existing person? Yes. Which which character? Oh, uh, Sarah, who is evidently someone from the Loki book. Oh, that okay. I did not read. Um, no, well, Owen Wilson is going to be in it. <gasps> Do you think he's going to play somebody? I think he's going to play, like, some human dick. Wow, I don't know. Hey, I'm a Norse Wow. Guy. Wow. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> what, what was what's the, the Royal Tenenbaums were the movie Wildcat? It's, <laughs> um, Wildcat, I think, suffered from a, um, obsolete vernacular. <laughs> so good. Um, but the the what were the how many TV shows did we see Wanda in in the commercial? How many different eras? Yeah, glad you asked. It was um, 60s, I think I feel like I'm prepped. It was like 50s, it was early black 70s, and white fifties, like Donna 80s. Reed. It was Donna Reed. It was Brady, Brady Bunch. Bunch, and then it was it like was Roseanne. Roseanne, yeah, and um, and then like some sort of weird. I want to say like Modern Family, Halloween. Type thing, yeah. Where that's where she's. Twitter in the was outfit. like, "Oh God, is that where a costume's gonna look like? That's bullshit." I'm like, no, "You're a bunch a, of fucking yeah, morons." No, it's like, yeah, ugh. that's like looking at Captain America's fucking costume from his 1940s USO show and being like, "Can you believe what they put Chris Evans in?" <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> it's a Halloween episode of a sitcom. You stupid motherfuckers. Ah. <sighs> Anyway, that show's going to be Oh, it looks amazing. bonkers. And has it come out before or after the Multiverse of Madness? Before. Well before. before. Okay, yeah. And what I love is that they've got Wanda being, like, bumped around through all these TV eras. And then they show Loki in, like, a TV repairman cable guy type shirt who's like, <laughs> So clearly Loki has something to do with this. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And 
Yo, Sebastian Stan, Sebastian Stan with the short hair. I like, uh, uh, God, oh my God. Yeah, it's hot. Oh my God. Oh my is God. it, is, is it, oh, is it bad that I do, I'm not really attracted to long hair? Is that bad? No. Okay. It's weird where someone gets a haircut. Like anytime my boyfriend gets a haircut, I just want to like jump his bones. Uh, me too. I like people who look neat. Yeah. And clean. And clean. Mm. I like clean butts. (laughs) Speaking of butts, um, not really, but Doctor Strange, um, did you hear about the butt of madness? In the butt of madness, did you hear about the news of the new director? Yeah. Um, Could that be the best news ever? More much? I I'm. What? Well, here's the thing: is. Here's Please. my thing. How far what? into it? What? Why do you need a thing? How far into it is he being replaced? What? Have they already Get started the shooting? Have they already started shooting? Shoot! Is- no, shoot the whole goddamn thing over. Shoot the whole goddamn thing. Then over. I'd be fine. I'm just. It's weird if he's taking it over because uh, he has such a no, specific thing. I- I think it was conceptual differences. Okay. I also think that the reason Scott Derrickson got fired is because he retweeted or whatever Oscar Isaac coming for Disney. That's what really happened here. Oh, and he did Oscar the first Isaac one. was like Disney's too. Yeah, Disney's too fucking pussy to do gay stuff. And Scott Derrickson's like, you know, you goddamn right they are. And they were like, you're fired. They were like, get out of here, you faggot. Creative creative differences, <laughs> faggot. Um, but Sam Raimi, he's, so, but he's definitely, I'm, su- yeah, he definitely has that camp, um, the campiness yeah, of what you Doctor think? Strange needs. Yeah. You think he's got campy horror? <laughs> you think Sam Raimi, you think Sam Raimi has shown he that he's, he's got campy? Yeah, he invented, he invented it, it. So we're good. We're good. Uh, we're good. Yeah. And I love oh my Spider-Man. God. And how about Spider-Man. fucking Spider-Man 2 that they dropped a Doctor Strange reference under his goddamn guidance? Ooh. Where in Spider-Man 2, J. Jonah to um, oh, the brother of Raimi, Raimi's brother, Ted Raimi. Whoever he was in that. Are you talking Daily about the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man too? Yeah. Okay. Ted Raimi's in it, and he works at the Daily Bugle. And there's a scene where Jay Jonah is like, "What's this guy's name?" And he's like, "Spider-Man." No, that's. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Doctor Octopus. No, that's terrible. Uh, Science Squid. No, that's horrible. Doctor Strange. I love it, but it's taken. Oh. Yeah. James, was James Franco in the first Spider-Man movie? All three bit. He was in all of them. Okay. Yeah. God, it's so long ago. It's almost twenty years ago. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, we were kids. We but were I adults, but we how were kids. Bad. I wanted to get fucked by Tobey Maguire. Oh my god! Can you imagine if Tobey Maguire is in the fucking multiverse of madness? Oh, would love you? It. I would die. I would die. Yeah, they're like, hey, then- guess what, Spider-Man multiverse? We're gonna. We're going to show you a multiverse. Give me Tobey Maguire and fucking Wesley Snipes' Blade in the same kind of like, hey, we're in this dimension shot. Yeah. And I will jizz over all over everybody, everybody around me. I will jizz on their heads. Oh, my God. Well, Marvel, we're waiting for you to deliver. But... It's going to be a while before we get... Don't hold your shows. breath. Exactly Don't what hold I was your breath. thinking. So cue the music. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, 
guys, the X-Men brought out fucking good work this week with two X-Books. And there's only one star of both these X-Books I think we should be talking about, even though one isn't in one of them. But I'm talking about <laughs> Miss Kitty Pride. Yeah, Kate. Do you feel that Kate, do you feel that X, the Fantastic Four is happening before or after the Marauders? Um, I think it's before. during early. Well, no, I mean, do you think it's before Kate Pride was killed or oh, after? Thank you. Before. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I, yeah. I feel so too. Because it is weird knowing that she's dead somewhere. And everyone's like, what's going on? I do hate that the X-Men... Should we talk about... the Which one do you want to talk about first? Uh, I feel like you really loved Fantastic Four, so let's talk about Marauders first. Okay. All right. Uh, I really hate the X-Men having the wool like pulled over their eyes so bad. Like I hate that they're being spied on and they don't know. It's driving me crazy. And they don't know that Kitty's been killed and they don't know that Sebastian Shaw is like working again like it's driving Here's me crazy. Here's the thing I don't understand about people who read comic books. Like you know our heroes need to get into some bad shit. Of course I do but it's just making me nervous Brad it's making me uncomfortable. People go fucking crazy like do I mean, people not, want I, stories not, where, like, everyone's just, like, everything's okay? Of course not. And I love it. I love it. It's just making me very uncomfortable. It's insane. That's part uh, like, of the journey. Fantastic Four X-Men has, like, caused, like, major arguments on twi- on X-Twitter. And it's like, you guys, like, it's issue one. <laughs> But that's the problem with reading we have, to, we have to set up the conflict. But that's the thing. Is the you have fuck? to realize the way comics books work, it's like it's we're so used to binge watching. When I get that, like, oh, they don't know what's going on. I want to know what happens immediately. So the fact that I don't, it's just leaving me so uncomfortable. And, and I don't I, it's it's leaving me with feelings. Yeah. It's leaving that's me one in some comic, sort of way. The other the other way comic books work is by giving you a replacement reality where everything is heroic and wonderful, and then when shit goes wrong, you're like, No, not this one too. Ugh. Yeah. Um speaking of, and just a side note, did you hear that like in the latest Batman or something, like Trump is working with Darkseid? <laughs> Oh my god! On his camp, like Dark Side's helping him with Kill his campaign me. or something. Just anyway, actually, no. I love that. I love that. Or Superman. I can't remember. Anyway, whatever. Marauders. It's probably Superman. It's probably uh, Bendis. We get Callisto and Emma Frost. Like we get some real lesbian energy, right? Yeah, and I yeah. love that she just rips the sleeves off of the white jacket, uh, and she's like, "Here, that we is go. like." Alpha Dyke, let's do this. I yeah. fucking love it. And they totally love... bring up the fact that she used to be a model. A model! Yeah. Thank you, Mark Silvestri, Chris Claremont, late 80s X-Men. But then didn't Mask make her back to her ugly face again? Yeah, so that's the thing. I'm like, wait. I can't tell like by the drawing. Ugly? She still kind of looks pretty. So like, I'm like, she's still pretty hot, right? Did Or did, because now she's working with Mask again. I'm like, did he just make her pretty again? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Why Mask, not? Like, why isn't little, Mask like, like little... why isn't Mask the plastic surgeon? Um, because Mask and the rest of the Morlocks in what I think is the most emotionally wonderful ending 
for a group of characters in anything is like, oh, now we just live on this fucking paradise. We don't even live in Krakoa. We're still separate, but we're like super above ground. We're on beaches and golf courses. Where is it? I thought that, that was is still Krakoa. Gorgeous. No, they're on like Rio Verde. Oh, oh, okay. She has to take a gate to see him. But here's the thing. I feel oh. Mask should be in the 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 resurrection area. And as soon as people get resurrected, be like, hey, do you want any work done? Because your oh, last, you got a nose job. So I love do it. you want that nose job again? <laughs> like, wouldn't Emma <laughs> want him on the island? Yeah, right? <laughs> She's like, I'm afraid of dying too. What nose would I come back with? Um, um, Emma Frost is the funniest character on the planet ever. Like, the fact that Callisto shows up to her house, she screams. Callisto's like, oh my god, I'm coming. And she's like, oh, sorry to scare you. My fashion designer, who I brought back from the dead to design me clothes, just brought up the idea of a Hellfire Gala. And I don't know what that is, but we're doing it. So I had to scream. She's like, and you're right on time. I'm two hours late. You see, it's that attention to detail is why I want you that, to work for me. That's precisely <laughs> why I need you. Um, She's such a manipulator. I love it. And then, but my big thing that I loved was the Storm Callisto moment mm. where they threw mm. the knife again. And, 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 but they've totally like, they've totally, you know, buried the hatchet because they always still was like, Ugh. but they seem like they're like, we're cool. We're they cool. love each other. Yeah. And they, they love even each other. brought up, Mask brought up too, like, aren't you pissed that Kate called them, called it the Marauders? Marauders! They're the people that fucking killed all of us. Like, they and are going back sticks, She like, she fucking gets it. Like, they, and this, like, she gets it. Yeah, yeah. She's like, they, it was the heat like, of the yeah. moment. She was like, she blurted out the thing that affected her the most, but it was, you know, pain but for nerds like us that know the whole X-Men history, yes. the fact that this person's like, the writer's like, no, I know everything. I know that they would say this and bring this up. I'm like, thank you. Thank you. Hey, thank you. But and like, at some point, didn't Callisto be like, um, how many hours did we waste sitting around? The, actually, I'm quoting. How many hours did we waste sitting around in the dark bitching about the good life? That the pretty ones lived. They're living it now. And now the prettiest damn one is building something special. Mm-hmm. Fuck you. She Damn right she's the prettiest one. <laughs> and then Emma's brother. Full on making out with ice. This motherfucker. This motherfucker. But. He is. But is he a bad guy? What's going on with he that? He just. He's. Uh, he's. Or is he doing this because he's in love? Sweetie, he's not a bad guy. He's a frost. He's a frost in love. And when a frost is in love, they will do anything to get their man. <laughs> God, I fucking love it. He's male Emma, and Bobby is his bottom. I love I it. Know. God damn. And then I fucking love Pyro. Like, wait, they just whip knives at each other's faces? <laughs> you guys are the best. But Bishop is starting to realize something is wrong, and he yeah. starts going off looking. And I guess is I'm wondering like is he? Did they say that like he was trying to recover a ship? Was that their ship that sank? Like her ship that Ooh. sank that they were talking about? Ooh, I don't know. Anyway, I have a feeling like he's going to be the one to discover her body. 
Yeah, definitely. And that's gonna Def- fuck. He's the cop. Him yeah. Up. I kind of yes. like that of like that fucking him up, and it's not refrigerating because she'll come back to life. She better. She better. She has to. If she doesn't yeah. come back to life, I. No, Bishop is absolutely finding Kitty because he's got that letter from uh, the Hellfire Club kid. But at the end, we see Lockheed. But is he dead? dead or is he not? Is he? He's dead? an alien. We don't know. Yeah. Ugh. We don't know. Lockheed's physiology may be like after you die, you pop right back up. Who knows? Ugh. So good. So good. But what I was really... oh oh go ahead yeah. No, uh, I was going to say Emma saying, indeed, enjoy today, Sebastian. (laughs) She fucking knows. She lied and she was like, oh, no. Yeah. Kitty let me know that she was um, detained uh, while doing work. Oh, yeah. So so she knows I know that Kitty's good. But then wouldn't Sebastian know that something's up? I was, uh, assume, Se- I was assuming Sebastian that it was knows like, she's lying. Or did Sebastian send out a fake distress call from Kitty so to throw I think her Se- off the trail? No, I think Sebastian knows A, that Emma's lying, and B, that Emma's up to something with Emma being like, no, I just talked to her like five minutes ago. It's cool. <sighs> God, I fucking fuck. love this book. Well, it's I so, fucking love this book. It's like... It's like the good fight on CBS where it's just like bitches battling bitches. It's all like chess moves, you know? It's not just about, oh, who has the bigger power? Who has the biggest gun? It's all fucking strategy. And that is so much more powerful and interesting. So interesting. But you know what I really want? I really love a good tug of war between two powerhouses two powerhouse teams and i'm talking about the x-men versus the fantastic four hey chip zadarsky writer of uh this book this issue was perfect it was great it was perfect and he tapped into the right moments knowing how kitty when they saved kitty pride back from the marauders incident where she was going to discorporate into nothingness she formed a bond with Franklin Richards. Did you read that original X-Men Fantastic Four comic? Back in the day, I haven't read it in God knows how. I only I read it not too long ago because I had the Marvel subscription. Ooh, and, tell me and, about and it, it. And it was in there. I mean, it was just, it was one of those things where when they come for help, there's a lot of confusion. So a lot of the battles between the X-Men and the Fantastic Four is like, oh no, we think they're bad guys. And then finally they're like, oh wait, we're all on the same side. So it's not yeah. that interesting. Typical. It's just like, go yeah. fucking save Kitty Pride. Yeah. Which then leads to her going to Excalibur. Anyway, um, this one is great because Franklin, they, 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 they have a new thing where Franklin really, he, the, the lunch scene with him and, uh, and Hank. No, is that his name? No, Ben. With Ben yeah. and... Uh, where he's just like, your dad's trying to figure out how to get your powers back. And he's like, is he? Oh, uh, yeah. Isn't it weird that my dad's a genius, yet he can't and fix you? Only two and he can't problems. fix me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he put a little, a little black thought in Ben's head. And mm-hmm. that's going to come back. <laughs> so, question. Franklin 
is he dying his hair black these yes, days? Yes, yes. I love it. Because so he's much. so depressed about losing his powers and he's like turning into this bitchy teen that he like one day showed up and like dyed his hair. Oh. Yeah, he's like, this is my new look. <laughs> he also doesn't want to grow up to be his sexy Uncle Johnny. Yeah. But that's the... Th- you know what I wish they would bring back, though? Because we all know who he grows up to fall in love with. Rachel? Rachel. So that's Which... the thing is, doesn't Rachel remember being in love with him? So now that he's older, he looks more like the person that she once was in love with. Like he's She's like, yeah. age. She's like, yeah, but he's still 14, so I'm not fucking with that. All right, fine. Is that how old he is now? Yeah, 14. <laughs> Probably, yeah. Well, the X-Men, they show on up being like, hey, we just want to let him know he's older and Krakoa is for mutants. And so mutant, you know, Krakoa is his home. So he's free to come. Like, why are Reed and Sue freaking out? It's just, like, he's a brilliant kid. It's just that college is showing up earlier, like a few years early. Like, yeah. why is this so out of the realm? I think the realm is because they don't trust Xavier and Magneto. They don't tr- they think yeah. that they're playing and they basically because they are basically like, no, we're going to take over the world. So it's going to be us. So there you go. And so they don't trust that. But Reed, Reed bit himself in the ass. Yeah, sure because did. Franklin is like, you know what? I want to fucking go. And him and Kitty run to the gate and he pulls a Kitty pride and slams. And no, he just goes through the gate and it doesn't even yeah. work. Yep. Which is how come Kitty slams into it and he goes through it? But whatever. Well, because he's not a mutant, according to the gate. Yes, and it turns out Reed Richards fucked up his genes. Now, here's the thing. Could the fucking up the genes, could that be why his powers aren't working? Ooh, shit. Hmm. Huh. And guess what? Maybe you shouldn't have fucked with your son's genetic makeup because now he definitely doesn't want to stay with them and he hightailed it into the Marauder's boat. Maybe... Scatterbrain. Brainstorm. With Scatterbrain. Brainstorm. Yeah. (laughs) Power brain. Hey, maybe you shouldn't have kept your kid in the closet. (laughs) Can you imagine if there was like one of like brainstorm what's her name valeria how do you say her name yeah if valeria. valeria's like i'm a lesbian they're like no you're not here drink this drink <laughs> like, like read what's in that <laughs> uh, weird i really wanted to lick vagina last night but after um i love that there's a page this is pure chip zadarsky there's a page where magnetos is the sue store or uh Professor X says, Eric, let's not escalate. And Sue Storm says, no, let's. Just like Jessica Alba. See, you told me that before. And the fact that you remember specific lines from the awful Fantastic Four movie is horrifying. For the past 10 years, me and my friend have been looking at each other and going, no, let's. And doing that like weird body jerk that Jessica Alba does <laughs> to like, let her invisibility power out oh, when God. she fights Dr. Doom. Yeah. It's so bad. It's so funny that he put that in there. Yeah. That's weird how weird random movie lines become inside jokes between two people. And then you say them 
when that person isn't there and then everyone thinks you're insane. Has that happened to you with that yep. line? Yep. Mine was, um, <laughs> did you ever see the movie Welcome to the Dollhouse? Yep. There's a part where it's just like, where she's like, did you do anything with him? And the girl just goes, we finger fucked once. And <laughs> anytime someone's like, oh, did you hook up? And I always would go, we finger fucked once. <laughs> and my one friend who's on with me, like we would say that to each other all the time. So when I was like, oh, what did you guys do on your date? We finger fucked once. And then one day I, he wasn't there. And someone was like, what did you do? And I was like, we finger fucked once. And they were like, why did you say that in a New York accident? And who finger fucks on a first date? <laughs> That's so funny. We finger fucked once. Anyway, um, love it. It's great. It's great. So wait, it ends though with Doom. Wait, was it Doom? Doom coming for the Marauder ship? Yeah. Fuck. Fuck, man. How's Kitty gonna deal with that? <sighs> Who has the closest relationship How's... to Doom? Does Stor- Storm Storm has done shit with him, right? Oh, they think about it once. No. Like, I don't... <laughs> What a good question. Like, which X-Man wasn't has got there, the closest the, relationship? Wasn't in, like, the 140s or some 150s? Wasn't Doom yeah, like, in, an X, in a few X-Men issues? I feel like Storm, like, they've got, I feel like they've got, like, a Dracula connection. Yeah, and Storm was a member of the Fantastic Four. Let us not forget that. Uh, thank you. And so was Iceman. We still never heard about that mm-hmm. story. So was Wolverine. But those were just made-up ones. Right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, read these guys. It's amazing. I love them. Read them. Um, But I think now it's time to get not a little critical, a lot critical. A lot. Cue the music. Get it up. Get it up. And I will. Like, let's just do um, an addendum right now. Um uh. I will make sure the music cues happen at the right times um, going forward. <laughs> Best sound mixing went to 1917, not Evil Jeff for Comic Book Queers. I somehow just duplicated another one on the timeline, so it just showed up twice. I'm sorry. Can you all forgive me? It only showed up once, too late. All right, whatever. Whatever. Go to hell, all of you. Go to hell. Let's talk about, speaking of hell, let's talk about Sabrina, Queen of Hell. Sabrina, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, season three finale. Um, I was sick while binge watching this. And and sick. during the, 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 the set between the last, second to last episode and the last episode, I threw up. So I don't oh know how much that affects how I felt about it. Probably a lot. Because it got really, because you know what I always say, like, you jump the shark when you go back in time. Time travel, be wary. Because that's the thing is that everyone just started dying. So of course I'm like, they got a time time travel. They got a time yeah. egg in an aquarium. It was just so obvious when you're killing that many people. Yeah. Because even with the uncanny X Men, I was he wasn't killing like Wolverine. You know what I mean? 
Right. He was killing right, a bunch of right. side people. So you're like, like what blindfold. the fuck? Yeah, where this, it's like all the main characters are being killed. So I was just like, this isn't going to stick. This show has been renewed for two more seasons. You're not killing Aunt Zelda. Like, give me a break. Give me a break. No, Carter. <laughs> um, what I love about the whole thing, though, is it ultimately created two Sabrinas, one that wants to rule hell and one that wants to be a normal girl. And you know what that the next means. season is going to be those two Sabrinas at war with one another, which I fucking love. See that and that I agree with that. But there's an even more exciting thing. One Sabrina's going to be with Nick and one Sabrina's going to be with Harvey. Yes! yes! Hell Sabrina will be with Nick and high school Sabrina will be with we, Harvey. It finally yes. has been revealed that she doesn't really love Nick and Harvey doesn't really love... Oh shit, what's the blind girl's name? Um, God damn it. God damn it. God damn it. Jazz Sinclair is the actress's yes. name. Jazz. He doesn't really love her. Ros- Ros- Roslyn? Rosalind, yeah. Fuck. That's fucked up. Even though, and but they fucked anyway. Yeah. So no one's virgins anymore. Meanwhile, how about that fucking hobgoblin's body? That was very like, what? <laughs> what? Because like without it, he, I was like, yeah, you look like you're 15. And then he took his shirt off and it was like. You're like, oh my God. Fucking Brad Pitt. You're like, Thelma you're like and a Louise. man. Yeah. I was like, I don't know how no hobgoblins that look like that. Yum. But uh yes. And I love The best part about Sabrina season three was how excited it made me for Sabrina season four. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, so I'm excited for it. is it gonna be like a whole year, do you think? Or do you think, I'm hoping, can we have it for October? Give me Halloween, Halloween. Thank you, I want it yeah. in October. I want a Halloween. But maybe um, the Haunted Hill House second season will be this October. Would love that. I want that too. Netflix is going to do us right this Halloween. I can feel it. Yeah. It's 2020. 2020, girls. Yeah. Let's talk about the magicians. The magicians. Oof. Um, this is some fucked up, we've lo- kind of lost a major character. I mean, I guess they'll come maybe get him back, but. Who? F- Dean Fogg. <gasps> oh, they'll get him back. But yeah, so the way to find this thing. I mean, The Magicians is a show that's about like, we have to do this thing to get this thing, which will lead us to this thing. And then we'll be able to do the ultimate thing. I mean, that's The Magicians. So they went to a drug-induced trippy land where you can only get there by taking a drug. And when you go there, you have to leave a sacrifice. And if there's two of you, the sacrifice is one of you has to stay. So Dean Fogg is stuck forever in trippy-dippy land, hallucinatory. Where the emperor is the dude from the Big Lebowski. (laughs) Yeah, the king of the hippy-trippy-dippy land is the dude. Yeah. And he's like, no, man, you got to stay, but you can go to Katie. And what's in this depository again? Uh, it's a thing to get all of the marks off of the hedge right. witches okay. that prevent them from doing magic, but saved them from that worm from last season. And then, 
Yeah, and and it seems like I feel like it's slowly starting. It looks like next um, episode is a two-parter all together, and they're all finally working together. So this this episode, they're kind of all all of their stories are slowly starting to come together. Hopefully, in in a fun the beauty. The beauty of the show is that it takes its seven some odd main characters and separates them for most of the season so that when all seven of them t- are together at any given moment in a season, you freak the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it looks like, like when the, magi- when yeah. the magicians are the magicians, you're like, yes, Josh. Yeah. Bring it, bring it. But meanwhile, meanwhile, the library is being attacked by, uh, Visigoths, Visigoths, which clearly the guy there is totally going to have sex with Alice. I mean, that seems like, um, that head guy is the, is, was hero, uh, heroes, uh, nemesis from heroes. Oh, right. And I was obsessed with him. Then he was the, what was his power? Healing factor? Um, I blocked most of that show out. Yeah, he, he was a. Anyway, um, I have friends who are friends with him. Oh, and that's my story. I feel like there's more to that story that you're not telling. Mm. His weird, weird kink, he's super, weird fetish, he's super straight. He's into, yeah, he's he's into feet, dirty feet. <laughs> he's into face sitting. <laughs> Was it sploshing? Spoiler. Um, so, but then all the books, the the librarian lady burned all of the books. Which must have been hard for her because that's all she had. Yeah. Now what is she going to yeah, Zelda. But didn't, but wait, what happened to her, her daughter's back though, right? Marley Matlin? Didn't she get saved? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she got out of the mirror. No, I. Didn't she? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, go hang out with your daughter. Yeah, do children of a lesser god too. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, I um oh, then the fillery stuff. Elliot is like falling really hard for this dark king. Like he wants to bone him really Oh, he bad. he gets off. He gets off when he's like, "Yes, your majesty." I can see the boner on him. And I love that they have their Fox News is this like bowl, this water oh, bowl amazing. where they can like watch him save people. Now, I feel like it's too obvious. Is it obvious? Like is he a bad guy or is he a good guy? He's a fraud. Do you think he's whatever, a fraud? So that Whatever means- the good or bad is, He's a fraud. So he's like the first um, defense of the arts teacher um, in Harry he's, Potter. <laughs> he's going to be a fraud who is ultimately a piece of shit, but he's got a story that you like. You can kind of empathize with, but it's like, yeah, I get it. I get why you did it, but you still did it, and it's shitty. Do you think so, he's you. working with the takers and setting this all up so that he looks like Oh, I think guy? he created – he absolutely created – the takers. He absolutely created the thing he's defending the kingdom against. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. And my other thing is because that uh, she saw there was like a fairy that was captured. <gasps> I know. Uh, Margot saw the fairy hidden like 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 a Holocaust. I feel like the Anne stuff Frank that the thing. reason he's immortal has something to do with fairy magic. 
Yes, he's like eating fairies. Hey, I have a question. What? What? What happened to their kid again? No, wait. What happened to uh, Finn's oh, kid? Oh, yeah. Finn and Elliot's kid, Because remember that one, that one girl was like, oh, I'm not really your kid. What happened? Did they just say that she died? Or oh, they the kid so died? Was it a girl? I have no fucking idea. I don't know. What if that's their kid? Oh, my God. It's so complicated. Oh, my God. What if Elliot fucks him and then he finds out it's his son? Oh, my God. I'm so here for that. That's hot. No, I'm just kidding. I know I'm so hard right now. <laughs> anyway, and then there's Julia. Julia, which is the most boring plot. Oh, learn how to act. Has I to can't like. Stand you. She has to now. Basically, she saved Penny, but now he can't uh, have this. He doesn't have his psychic abilities, which means he can't. He's he can only travel blind, like Nightcrawler. Um, and uh, and they have to like move the moon to stop the surge from happening to cause the apocalypse. And that's what's going to bring all the magicians together. Yes. They have to move the moon. So fun! I love it. It's great. I love it. Okay, now let's pretend we just bought a movie ticket to go see a real movie in real theaters. I did. And talk I about did it. do that today, like right before this podcast. Shut the fuck up! You saw it today? I saw it right before. Like I literally. Well, I mean, it, I was literally. Drove home. You delayed our recording a tiny bit, but if we were doing it at original time, it would have been like right. You would have like I drove home. I would have immediately been able to start talking. I would have died. I saw it at eleven p.m. at night on Saturday night, and as you know, I'm seventy. I'm seventy four years old, and the eleven o'clock movie was it was a lot. Did you fall asleep? Um, No, it was not packed at all, which is the problem. Did you fall asleep? No, okay. I'm all man, okay. baby. All right, well, here, let's do a count to three. One, two, two, three. three. It was fun. Loved it. <laughs> I mean, it was fine. I wasn't like, oh my God, this is amazing, but I never felt it was bad. But I wasn't like, oh my God, yay. Like, I just was like, Listen, oh, that's honey. Cool fight scenes. Listen, honey. Yeah. As far as DC films go, oh yeah, I was like oh, this is amazing. I don't. I would say I didn't think it was as good as Wonder Woman. Oh, I think it's better. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. Um, tighter story, better pacing, better characters, and my highlight: better villain. Na 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 na. The best villain ever, actually. Really. Oh, that's I'm going to disagree loved, with you. Oh, my God. I loved Ewan McGregor, and I loved Chris Messina so goddamn much. Chris Messina was really good. So good that I did not realize until, like, maybe two scenes in that it was Chris Messina. Oh, he was so good. So hot. I, I, I thought Ewan peel, McGregor you was so my face, fucking hilarious. Peel my face off and shove it up your ass. Peel my face off. He's a face peeler. Ewan McGregor was so... He was so funny to me. Here's my problem. Um, I feel like, I guess it just, it kept screaming to me that this would be way more interesting if the main villain was the Joker. Oh, sure. But come on. 
But and the fact that they couldn't do that because of the movie The Joker, I almost feel like it was written that it was the Joker, and then they rewrote oh, things around. You're it. so right. And they it was so written for Jared Leto's it. Like Joker. the very end oh my where God. she's coming out, where he's just like, "You'll never, you can never do this on your own. You can't be on your own. See, you're nothing." Like that's something your ex tells you. Like you know what I mean? And I was just like, "This you're was so all. right." And so there was this thing where I was like, "I." It's once again, I felt this movie was good, but then I pictured it with the Joker being the bad guy and it's her ex sure. that's trying to have her killed and she has to battle her ex. The stakes And it's are her just... ex that's like clearly fucking this serial killer guy. Yes, <laughs> yes. And then he's fucking that guy. Like that is so much higher sure, stakes. But like But that's what I'm okay, saying. But but, but Ewan McGregor was great. Ewan McGregor fantasy. is great and it was yeah, it was he's great. great. And it was fine. But I felt he's like great. I saw what's how the, it what's the moment where he like who, who like at the, the end the of the movie? Bubble? He's got oh. like somebody held. Oh, <laughs> the snot bubble. He's like, I'm going to let you live. Oh, was that a snot bubble? Never mind, killer. It was so gross. I I do feel I really wish they 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 should have had a more explicit nod of them being lovers because they were. It, it was pretty explicit. No, but they never touched. They never fully. No, they never like explicit. Oh, you're right. Yeah, I wanted. Explicit. I wanted like a yeah. I wanted them like like, kiss like or waking or like up in bed grab. together or like you know something yeah. like that. Um, what's the moment where you and McGregor like it? You and McGregor at the big end at the movie responds to Harley Quinn by just saying "ew." <laughs> it's like. The big villain reaction at the end yeah. after this big monologue by the hero is just, ew. Oh, yeah. What was she so doing? She was describing good. something. Yeah, that was great. Like something like noble. Yeah. Like, but ew. here's the interesting thing. Do you want to? I have some inside gossip. Yes. I was looking this up because someone was telling me about this. I know someone that worked on the movie. And I'm not going to say any more on which department or where. To oh my God. keep them safe. But I couldn't find this anywhere in the news. The director, the female director, was was uh pushed out after the mo- after once the editing started. Really? Yeah. And so they Oof. kind of re-edited the whole movie against her wishes. Oh, sounds like DC or dare I say comic book industry to me but the weird thing is is i can't find anything of this anywhere so it's more like an underground oh so she's she's playing the game and not bitching about it because she still wants to make more movies and that's totally like the thing i'm experiencing right now as far as like pop culture cover-up yeah which is vilder valderrama is gay and he's getting married right now to a woman but i'm telling you he's gay Wait, right now? Is that, like, right now happening? Maybe tonight, but, like, recent, yeah. Why do you say he's gay? Because on VH1, a long time ago, (laughs) like, right when that 70s show premiered, he was on a show called The It List on VH1, where it was a bunch of celebrities, like, ranking and judging all different things, and there was an episode about like hottest guys ever, like hottest guys on this, hottest guys on that, sexiest thing here, sexiest thing there. And he was the gay guy on the celebrity panel. He was like an out gay celebrity. What? When? It. And there's video footage the of early, this? 
No, it's been scrubbed. There's nothing. There's no record. But I fucking remember. I, this is like, what's the, like the forgotten. This is like, you're like Julianne Moore. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I no, don't think this exists. Nobody is ever. He's known for dating yes. Lindsay Lohan and getting her addicted to cocaine. That's his claim to fame. I know. I know. And he was just like, he's she was like, gay. I want you to fuck my ginger pussy. He and he's like, he's not. like, do this line of coke. I'd rather suck a dick. So that's what you're saying. He with the real story. was. Yes. <laughs> he was not her boyfriend. He was her gay friend that got her hooked to coke. All right. But then it's like, why does he not come out? It's not like he has a career. He's trying to have a career. But he doesn't have one. So it's like, if you come out, at least... But he's trying to have one. Have uh, but there's so many, like, successful... That's the thing I hate. There's so many successful gay actors now. If you're not that... If you are if you haven't made it by now, then just fucking come out. That's not good. What? Because, oh, you're now you're going to lose a leading man role? You're not going to get that. No one gives a shit about you, Wilder, Wilma, Wilma Rama. I'm saying it's it's crazy. It's crazy, and that's why I'm talking about it. I'll tell you this too. We need a honeypot. We need to do a honeypot. We need to find some hot guy. We need to find out what his type is. We we go into those recesses to see what guys he thought was hot. Find someone that looks like that and do a honeypot. Send that guy off, and then be like, "Aha! You want to fuck me? Well, you're on TMZ." I'm Chris Hansen. <laughs> you know who's got one of the biggest dicks in Hollywood? Who? You Chris and Hansen? Oh, you and McGregor? Did you see Pillow Book? No, I saw Train Spotting where he pulled a condom off himself in silhouette. Well, Pillow Book, it's full on having gay sex with his penis out. Right? And like doesn't he have a giant dick? I mean, it's not you it's not erect, like, but it's like there's a lot to work. It's with. not erect, He's but also, it's like He's also oh, what's that a, one yeah. with Tilda Swinton, I think that Adam and Eve or something? He was naked. He's naked all. He'll show Honey, when He's you're a like shower. when you're like, "Do you want to show your dick?" He's like, "Sure." That's because you have a big dick. You're like, "Yeah, I don't you have give a, a big fuck. dick." Like anytime you want to show off your dick, yeah. it's because you have a big dick. Yeah. And he's he's showing off his dick constantly. Yeah, he sh- that's the only thing that Birds of Prey was it missing. It was missing. It's just like, no, no well, well, we're a spoiler. When he blows up, his dick flies. His dick <gasps> flies into the camera. That's so funny. Um, what did you think of the supporting, ca- the Birds of Prey themselves outside of Harley Quinn? I felt everyone was really good, except the Huntress I felt was a little out of her depth. I thought the Huntress was the best character. Really? I felt she was like, I felt like she, I know she was going for like a weird autistic type of thing, but I felt like it just came across as bad acting. And I know it was a choice. To me, yeah, to me it was more about like, this is a solo character that would never even dream about working with other people. But she's like trying to be better and accept working with other people. Yes, and, it and was I just that awkward. I yeah, but I just felt she didn't do a good enough job with didn't it. Didn't pull it off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I. Yeah, uh, it's funny. I I walked away going. I think the Huntress is my favorite character from the DC <laughs> cinematic universe. But I think it's because of the concept of the character, not. I not love the, the concept of it, but I just felt her. I felt there was times where she did some comedic lines where I'm like, you didn't land that right. Yeah. Yeah. And then I screamed in the air. I went, boo. 
The weird thing Bill. is, there was some old lady in her 60s next to me, and she was just laughing. She was having good. a ball. Good, good for you. And it was good. funny, but it was also like the dirty, and I love seeing an old lady like laugh at all the dirty stuff. I'm like, yeah, you go, lady. Like, I was like, I'd hang out this- with you. This movie is a ball, and Margot Robbie and it's is an so R. good it's at this character, movie. and it's an R-rated movie, and like Rosie Perez is Renee Montoya. That take of the character is just this like alcoholic tough cop lesbian. that punches people, like so yeah, alcoholic lesbian, so fucking fun. Um, I I did watch like my only like DC nerd critical eye was like mm, Cassandra Kane can handle herself better than that but like the take on the character was great. Who is she in the DC universe? Does she become like a Birds of Prey she's person? A, she's a Batgirl. She's a Batgirl. Oh, she's one of the Batgirls. Oh. She's that Batgirl that had like the full mask that never spoke. Oh. Like she was like the the dark assassin Batgirl. Yeah, but this is yeah. her before she gets trained by Harley Quinn. You know. Sure. Yeah, yeah. There's potential there, um, and I thought Rosie Perez was hilarious yeah, as was Renee great. Montoya. So fun, so great. Um, it was a great movie. This is my favorite DC movie. I like. Wow. Okay. I urge everyone this upcoming weekend, where we've got like a Monday holiday. Go fucking see Birds of Prey. It's really fucking good. I re- it's really good. I also like it that this is basically a movie about girls kicking ass. And so I'm interested. I've heard that it, it didn't do that great at the box office. It did fine. It made its budget back. But uh, the other recent movie, The Charlie's Angels, is supposed to be this girls kicking ass movie. And then that bombed. I would like to see that. I want to I see that and kind of do a comparison. Like yeah, my friend says Charlie's ass. Angels is great. So I saw another girls kicking ass movie, which what? I didn't know was a girls kicking ass movie over the weekend. In fact, right before Marriage I story. saw Birds of Prey, Wait, right before I saw Birds of Prey, I saw Uncut Gems. I'm just kidding. Right before I saw Birds of Prey, I saw Gretel and Hansel. Oh, is that good? No, <laughs> um, but, it's, <laughs> but it's gorgeous. Oh, beautiful. Okay. Beautifully shot. Beautiful film. The story was insipid at best. Okay. But it is very much about Gretel being the older and Gretel having some of the same powers as the witch. Ooh. Does it end with her being a witch and then eating children? Like a vicious cycle? (laughs) Evil Jeff? Is that what it is? It's... It's almost as if you live near Hollywood. <laughs> is that really what it is? Did I guess it? Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Which is a testament to the light nature of the Gretel and Hansel story. She's not as um, wicked as you might think, uh, but it does end with her being the one who is the witch in the woods. Yeah. Are there eating of children? Oh, yeah, very much so. In fact, the plot twist is that, big spoilers, uh, the plot twist is that the witch is not the girl they set up the witch to be in the beginning. It is the mother of that girl who ate her to get her power. What? Yeah. The, so does, 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 So in the end, what happens to Hansel? 
he goes off to um, carve out his own story. He becomes like an he, he's a little boy that's released from the house. Oh, so she Gretel. doesn't eat him. But does Gretel eat? Does Gretel eat any a child? No, okay. no. She sets all the the children free. She's like, except you, little children. But she's like, but one day I'm. She's like, but one. <laughs> except you, chubby boy from Jojo Rabbit. You get back here. She's like, no, get be free, be free. But one day I might be hungry. Is that? Does she say that? No. Is that a but line? I said that. Oh Jesus yeah, Christ! That. That's so yeah. dumb. Yeah, it's dumb. All right. Well, great. So one secret of loving Birds of Prey is see it five minutes after you've seen Gretel and Hansel. Wow. And then one last recommendation I want to give. Do you, you saw Marriage Story, right? Yeah, I hated it. Um, you know the big dramatic scene where Adam Driver's like, I wish you die. I wish you die. There on YouTube, look up. Marriage Story Goofy. <laughs> they somebody dubs over perfectly, but it's Mickey and Goofy voices doing the exact dialogue. So it's just like, well, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> yes, you do. You're all. Uh, this That's is actually eerily, eerily <laughs> similar to the original movie, Goofy and Mickey. <laughs> it's amazing. Adam Driver is goofy, Scarjo is Mickey. And it's funny because there's probably like, I wish you were dead. <laughs> like, it's the funniest <laughs> fucking thing. Yeah. She's like, You're such a yeah. dick. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Suck a dick. Huh? <laughs> oh. All right. Well, now that we've done many copyright infringements and we've spanned Disney, Marvel, DC, X-Men, we've covered the Oscars, we've covered it all. So let's get the fuck out of here. All of Disney's owned properties. Yeah. And God bless you, Parasite, my favorite movie of the decade. The best movie of the decade. Uh, Won the Oscar. Yay! It's Game Changer. Hey, guess what? People thought China was going to take over the world. South Korea. South Korea, baby. That's the thing. Most popular music around the world now, not American music, it's K-pop. Best K-pop. picture in around the world now? Nope. It's it's South Korea. They're taking Learn over, about it. And I'm ready for it. Bring it. My name is now Brick Who Pyuk. <laughs> All right. Well, guys, if you liked our thoughts on all of these things oscar disney marvel x-men uh why don't you do us a favor and subscribe and rate us learn about it follow us on Insta- rate it follow us on instagram it is it comic book queers on instagram yeah it is and content new content pops up uh every once in a while yeah so give us a break be we're busy on the ready <laughs> And remember, if you watch Marriage Story and love that scene where Laura Dern ordered a kale salad, that makes you queer. Bye. Bye. Bye.